0: On your mark. On your mark, get set, go. If you are running a race, so much depends on how you get out of those starting blocks. Maybe not so much for a marathon. I mean, if you've got four hours to catch up, it's not a big deal. But if you're running that 9.63 second 100 meter dash, you better get out of the blocks rather quickly. And yet, it's not just races that we are concerned about getting off on the right foot with. If you start a new job, right, you want that that first day on the job to go pretty well. If you're if you're on a first date, uh, you want that first date to go usually pretty well. Uh, first impressions. If you're, it's the first day of a new school year, first day of a, or even the the first month of a year, right? We want. 2021 to get off to a, a good start. I don't, I don't know how many of you have, have said you're doing something in 2021 that you weren't doing in 2020 because you wanted to get off to a good start. Any of you? A few of us. All right. All right. I've been to the gym three times this week. My written copy says four because that's what I thought I would get there, but I only got there three. But it's like, all right. Um, you know, that, that we want to get off to a good start. How do we do it? How do we get off to an amazing start in the new year? Well, that's what we're going to be looking at, not just this week, but over the next five weeks, next six weeks com- combined. Uh, and, and we're going to be looking at the Gospel of Mark, of all the gospel writers, so you have Matthew, Mark, Luke and John that tell the account of Jesus' life here on Earth. Mark, I would say, is the one that appeals to the the 21st century ear more than any other of the writers. He is, he's just this, this really short kind of sentence guy. He, he's a lot of action. He, he, he's more of a tweeter or a texter than an emailer. Or He's certainly not longhand. He doesn't give all the explanations. Thing. He, he just gets right to the point. And in fact, he doesn't even take time to talk about Jesus being born. No time for swaddling clothes. No time for angels singing or, or running with the shepherds or pondering with Mary. No, he, he says, we got to get, get right to the point. Why did Jesus come here? And so he introduces us to Jesus when he's old, when, he, when he's really jumping onto the public scene, when, he, when he's starting at, at his, his public ministry, when he gets baptized. He brings us to the Jordan River. And when he, gets, he brings us to the Jordan River where Jesus is baptized, there, there are going to be some exciting things that Mark relates for us, that he shares with us. How how uh, how how you know there was a there was a the heavens were being burst open and and the father was giving this booming voice and and there was a bird that was descending but before we talk about the bursts and the booms and the birds that associated Jesus baptism I think it helps us understand just a little bit of the context of what was going on as Mark puts it this way it says he says at that time. Jesus came to be baptized in the Jordan. At that time. What's that time? What's going on at that time? You maybe didn't know this, but there's a quiz. We just read it. Mark 1, what, are the verse, what happened in the, the verses just prior to this? It says the whole countryside... Was going out to john the baptist to be baptized the whole countryside and all the people of jerusalem were going out into the country confessing their sins now i don't know what that scene looks like in your mind anytime you read a narrative section of god's word you probably picture it in your mind i can tell you this as all those people went out to the jordan river Don't picture it like the pristine Truckee, okay? Uh, Every time I go to the Truckee River, I am amazed at just how clear it is. Anytime we take any visitors out there, like, wow, look at how clean the water is. Uh, Yeah, keep Tahoe blue maybe is working. Uh, So was keep Jordan brown. Um, it, It was not a nice river at all. Uh, You maybe remember in the Old Testament, there was a guy by the name of Naaman. He was a foreign leader, and he had a little Israelite servant girl. And when Naaman got sick, uh, his little servant girl said, Well, my prophet, my pastor says, If you go and wash in the Jordan River, you'll be healed of this leprosy. And and Naaman's like, -uh Uh-uh. What? (laughs) Why would I go? Can't I go to a cleaner river than that? Or, Or even today? You know, tourism is really what Israel is built on economically today. And one of the, the tourist spots that people want to go to is, well, where was Jesus baptized? I mean, we don't know exactly where along the river Jesus was baptized. Uh, but, but even the, the health department, I just saw an article, the Israel health department said, yeah, we maybe don't want our, our visitors going into the river because of all the pollutants. But it's not just the pollutants of a brown river. That made that scene dirty. What were the people doing? Confessing their sin. It was a spiritually dirty place. And and if all the countryside and all the people of Jerusalem are going out there, and I don't, you know, I don't know exactly how you picture I don't know how I even picture that, but if if they're all coming up to this this preacher, John the Baptist, and confessing their sins, you can almost just, you know, you you hear, hear the laments, you you see the tears. John, you know, John, I I I slept with my neighbor's spouse. Or John, you know, I I John, I know Moses says we should give 10% off the top, but this year I'm not even close to that. John. John, I know it says in the Bible that we should we should talk about these things as, with our kids as we walk along the road, but my kids don't know anything. I, I, they don't even know anything that happened in this river. They don't know about Naaman or they don't know about Joshua passing through this river when he came into this land. They don't know anything. It's my fault, John. And it's to that dirty, physically dirty, but also spiritually dirty scene that Jesus comes. Why? Because that's exactly what Jesus came to do. He came to stand in line with sinners. He did not go into that river that day to wash himself of his sin. He had no sin. But he stepped into that river that day to become filthy become filthy with our sins, to stand in the place of sinners to become sin for us to stand in line for us you know i I remember hearing a sermon on this once where where the the pastor's theme was see jesus stand in your muck that's a good theme see jesus stand in the muck Good theme because i think you, you and i can all agree that we live in a lot of muck I mean, I mean you look at our society again we're reminded of the events of this last week and we say yeah this this world this country this community this whatever it's it's not clean it's mucky it's murky it's gritty it's grimy but it's not just the the effects of a society or society around us that makes, you know, the, figuratively speaking, the waters murky today. It's our own pollutant of sin that we too uh, realize that, that we want something new. I, I, I think every, every turn of the calendar at least challenges us to think about something like that. There's something about the old year that we don't want to take with us into the new year. That's why places like Anytime Fitness, they, they know that. They know, oh, you're not satisfied with the way you're, you were healthy last year. So it's only at $1. $1 to sign up during the month of January. Or it's why maybe people who haven't been in church for a long time, or oftentimes the first three, four weeks of January is when, well, okay, I want, I want to get back to this. Or, and, it, and it's so much of our life that we think, I want to change. What muck are you standing in? What muck do you want to not be so mucky this next year? How do we get there? How do we, as, as our theme says again, how do we, how do we get off to an amazing start in this new year, so that that we don't carry those things, whether it's just a lifestyle or whether it's our own personal sin, into the next, you know, is that just an empty promise? I can tell you this. The answer, to get on your mark, to get off to a great start, to get out of the blocks well this year, the answer does not come from any gym. It does not come from any verified Uh, election results it does not come from any resolutions that you keep there's really only one way only one way for us to to get off the starting blocks well and that's to keep our eyes on the one who got off to a great start in his ministry a great start in his life and that's jesus to see this one who who stands in the muck with us i mean when 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 he when he goes to that jordan river that day (laughs) i'm just going to share what one of my friends said he i I listened to his sermon this week uh from a couple years ago and he said when when jesus stepped into that water it's like god went wild i mean God, god could not wait to celebrate because he saw his son doing what he set out to do. That he steps in line with sinners. And, and look again at the way that Mark puts it. He says, And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. With you I am well pleased just as other translations put it immediately immediately as, as jesus did this as he got off to this great start god the father could not contain himself i mean there there's so much action here even that that word just as it's, it's kind of neat uh, it, it's, it shows up 51 times in the new testament 41 times it's from the pen of mark he is just this action-packed guy and so you you see that going here as soon as jesus does exactly what he came to do the father's just so excited he's like i can't contain myself i gotta tear the heavens open so that i can arrive on this scene i picture like you know those paper frames that's that teams run out of onto the court sometimes the like the cheerleaders make it and and they're so excited to rip through that 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 paper frame and, and play the game and that's what god the father is doing he's He's tearing the heavens open like they're paper frame. He says, i got to see this scene, and, I, and I, I've got to give this ringing endorsement. And now we don't know if anybody there or everybody else there was able to see this, but it says Jesus was able to see it. Jesus saw the heavens being torn open, and, and and as the father is kind of clearing his voice ready to give his booming endorsement for his son the, the holy spirit just you know makes a beeline is like a kamikaze dove just just running or flying right to jesus because the holy spirit is so excited to anoint jesus with power to help him carry out what he exactly came to do and so as you have here, you know, Jesus, you have the Father who's so excited about Jesus stepping in line with sinners. You have the Son himself, and then you have the Holy Spirit, the whole Trinity working together. Because this is what Jesus came for. This is what it's, it's not about anything else, but other than to taking on the sins of the world. And so then the Father gives this big, booming endorsement. He says, you, you are my son, you're my boy. With whom with you I whom I love, and with you, I am well pleased and as you hear that that ringing endorsement from God, just how awesome it was that Jesus was doing what he was sent to do i I, I can't almost help but think of the the antithesis of this you know back up a few thousand years to Genesis chapter six, that's where That's the account of the flood. There, too, God the Father took a look at the world. He he, he viewed the crown of his creation. He viewed human beings. And there it said he grieved. His heart was distressed because he saw that every inclination of a human's heart is only evil all the time. He looked at what he had made. And he was distressed, and he said, I, I need to come up with somewhat of a clean slate here. Mm. And so he sent that flood. But now you look years later, and again he's looking at this scene, and, and what does he see? He, he sees not just his sons and daughters, but he sees his son. And this time his heart isn't distressed, but his heart is pumping and, and, and just so excited, pumping out of his chest with pride and excitement because he knows that this Jesus is the one who is only able to give the real clean slate. The flood, that's temporary. But what Jesus was able to offer was a clean slate for everyone, forever. That's why the father wants to burst onto the scene. He knows that as, as he bursts onto this scene, because Jesus, his son, would make it possible for us to join him. In that scene of heaven. And so he gives this beautiful. Ringing endorsement. Yes this is my son. Whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And that's what Jesus. Gives to you as well. As the heavenly father looks at you today. And he looks at you trying to, to uh, you know, get off to a clean start. As he puts on his Jesus glasses, he sees you are clean. I mean, it doesn't mean that we're never going to find ourselves in the muck again. But what this reminds us is, is look at who's standing in the muck next to you. there is really only one way to get off to a clean start. And it's because of this. That cross. That cross of Jesus. Now this is a beautiful ending to the gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 1, opening scene, is God tearing open the heavens because he wants to see what's going on. And he wants to see his son standing in the line of sinners. The ending scene of Mark, there's another tearing. As Jesus is on the cross, his body being torn apart for you and for me, what happens? There's a curtain in the temple which symbolized our sin, separating us from God. And that curtain gets torn apart from top to bottom, saying, You and I have access to the God of the Holy of Holies. What a beautiful way that Mark writes. Jesus tears apart the heavens to come here. And he tears apart the, the curtain of our sin so that we can go there. And so brothers and sisters, I, I would just encourage you, as you're thinking about getting off to a, A new start. Celebrate. Celebrate that you have a Jesus who did that for you. That he tore apart your sin. And it's that same Jesus. It's that same Jesus who comes to you very miraculously today. And, and, you know, even though it looks simple. But he says, this is me. This is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you to tear apart your sin. It's that same Jesus who stood shoulder to shoulder with the Father and the Holy Spirit at your baptism, just as excited as they were on the day of Jesus' baptism because because God said, yeah, you're my child, you're my son, you're my daughter, through whom the blood of Jesus you are forgiven. No matter what sins you would have confessed, or no matter what sins you confess today as you go to your own Jordan River today, know this, that you are washed clean in the blood of Jesus. Know this, that heaven, heaven has been torn open for you. Amen.